Thank you, girls. Boy, that was sweet. Amen. Well, with your Bible open at Genesis chapter 8, we're going to talk today on the subject Remembrance Day 2018. Let's begin with prayer. Once again, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for the freedom that we enjoy. And we just admire the bravery of those men and women who in years gone by have laid down their lives. Lord, we pray that you would uh, use their example to spur us on to live our lives for the Lord Jesus and to um, engage in spiritual warfare for the souls of men and women. Help us now in this message time. Holy Spirit of God, please get a hold of our hearts. And Lord, please reveal your love to us. Reveal to us our responsibilities back to you. Empower us, Lord, to live for you in a world that says don't. Don't do it. Lord, help us to swim against the current if need be to live for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, way back in 1918, on November the 11th, the First World War officially came to an end. Now, that war was called the War to End All Wars. Never had the entire world been involved in such a, um, a battle, but um, it did, and they called it the War That Would End All Wars. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. However, on that day, the nation stopped using weapons and they held what's called an armistice and they declared that the war is over. Now, an armistice is a word that means to stop the weapons or to lay down the arms, lay, down, lay them down. The armistice peace agreement was signed on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And then about a year later, November 7th, 1919, King George V of England officially declared November 11th to be Armistice Day for all of the Commonwealth countries around the world, and that included Canada. Other countries liked the idea, and so they jumped on board as well. So every year, November 11th became known as Armistice Day. However, in 1931, here in Canada, we changed the name from Armistice Day to Remembrance Day because it was felt that the new name of Remembrance placed more emphasis on remembering rather than on the armaments of armistice. Then came World War II from 39 to 45. So much for the war to end all wars. Then the Korean War from 1950 to 1953. In 1954, the United States officially changed its Armistice Day to Veterans Day. Now, veterans are military people uh, who've been involved in battles, uh, whether they're dead or still alive. And so Veterans Day honors all of the veterans. Here in Canada, we remember all those who defended their respective countries against oppression and who gave their very lives defending freedom whether it was in the First World War or Second World War, the Korean War, the Gulf War, or the war in Afghanistan. Now, back in World War I, in May of 1915, a Canadian doctor named Lieutenant Colonel John McRae was on scene of one of the horrific battles uh, of Europe and the battlefields there in World War I, and he witnessed some absolute horror. And that moved him to write a poem the poem of which you probably are familiar, In Flanders Fields the Poppies Blow. 
And so in 1921, the poppy was chosen as a symbol of remembrance uh, and they were first sold in England to help support the wounded veteran soldiers. Now, sadly, McRae himself died in battle January 1918 before the war was over. Remembrance Day is when we stop and we think of the millions of people who served their country and gave their lives to buy our freedom. Official ceremonies are conducted every year on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. The most notable service is held for Canada is held in Ottawa with the Prime Minister, the Governor General, once in a while members of the Royal Family, the Canadian Armed Forces, the Royal Legion and a host of others. The service begins with two minutes of silence when they play a tune on the bugle called The Last Post. And we just listened earlier to this. Then they fire guns as a salute and ring the bell in the Peace Tower on Parliament Hill. They play another tune on the bugle and squadrons of jets fly overhead and they do a 21-gun salute. The choir sings the poem in Flanders Fields. It's been put to music. And they lay wreaths at the foot of the war memorial. They make speeches and they sing God Save the Queen. And the older vets go marching past. And by the way, there are not too many older vets still alive. So on Remembrance Day, we remember those who died in the war. In World War I, now the, these figures are just approximates. But in World War I, over 16 million died. World War II, over 60 million died. In the Korean War, about two and a half million died. In the Vietnam War, about five million died. In Desert Storm, about half a million died. The war in Afghanistan, thousands died. And so once again, on Remembrance Day, we want to remember those who died. And as we do, let's be thankful to God for the freedoms that we enjoy today. But as I was preparing this message, another question came to my mind. We remember the millions who died in the war, but what about the, the billions who die every day, every month, every year, every century, every millennial, the billions who've died down through the years of time? We remember these millions, but what about these billions? Do we just remember a few million and then forget all the untold billions? It's a thought that came to my mind. Are they totally forgotten? Who is it that remembers the years of their lives? Who remembers their toils and labors in life? Who remembers their achievements and their losses? Now look in chapter 8, once again, if you would, in verse 1. I'd like you to read the first four words out loud together with me now, please. Chapter 8, verse 1 of Genesis. And God remembered Noah. And so we have a God who remembers. Who remembers the lives of the billions of people that have come and gone in the pages of Earth's history? God does. And he remembers everything about them. God doesn't forget people. This is good news, folks. God knows all about the millions who died in the war, and he knows all about the billions that have died ever since the days of Adam and Eve. In fact, right through to the very last person who will ever die on this planet, God knows them. The only thing the Bible tells us that God doesn't know, doesn't remember, is our sin after it's been forgiven. 
That's good news. That's the one thing that God chooses not to remember is our sin after we've been saved. So in Genesis chapter 8, God did not forget Noah. God remembered Noah when he was first, listen to this, first conceived uh, in his mother's womb, when he was first born, when as he grew up, as he got married, God remembered when Noah's heart became so discouraged by the wickedness of the world around him. God remembered Noah and commanded him to build an ark. God remembered Noah as he worked day in after day on that ark for over a hundred years, some 120 years to build the ark. God remembered Noah when the ark was finished and the animals came in to fill it. God remembered Noah uh, as the rains came and he drifted in that ark for about a year. God remembered Noah when he brought him to rest upon dry ground to start life anew. God never forgot Noah. God remembered Noah, and listen to this, God remembers you and me. There's no one here today that God has forgotten. God knows everyone here today. Because with God, you have to understand, with God, listen, every day is Remembrance Day. He doesn't forget us. Isn't that good news? A few days from now, all of the ceremonies will have been forgotten. The poppies, of course, will be taken off. Many will be thrown in the garbage. Many will be tucked away in drawers to wait for another year. But with God, every day's Remembrance Day. He thinks of you all the time. God's memory, I like this, God's memory is not affected by old age. I like that. That's good news. He's sort of not like us in this respect. Uh, he, he, his memory is not ab uh, affected by trying to absorb too much information. And that happens to us. It's called information overload. Whenever you've tried to learn a new skill, be it driving a car or playing a musical instrument, it's just, uh, or try to learn a new language, it's just so confusing. It's information overload and the brain just kind of goes into to, to, uh, tilt mode or stall mode or something. Not God. His memory is not affected. God is not prone to forget, not like you and I. His mind never has to grope for a name of someone that he learned long ago. How about that? Oh, I remember their face, but I forgot their name. God doesn't have that problem. He remembers our names too. God remembers, listen to this, the very number of hairs on your head. God knows. You don't even know how many hairs are on your head. God knows. And uh, it says in Matthew 10:30, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Yeah, God remembers your tears as well. In Psalm 56, 8, it says, put thou my tears in thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Therefore, he won't allow uh, too much into our lives because he remembers that our bodies are just dust. Psalm 103, he remembereth that we are dust. God remembers all that we've ever done for him and he will reward it. So we learn that God has no problem remembering. He has a perfect memory, but now it's our turn. Now the wheel turns around, it's our turn. How are we at remembering those things that we're supposed to remember? How are you doing in that department? Because when we stop remembering certain things, when we stop remembering the certain anchors, 
then all of society begins to drift the wrong direction. And it really won't be long before immorality and unrighteousness uh, take over. And uh, we become very worldly in worldly ways. Now listen, I'll give you an example. When we stop remembering the real meaning of Remembrance Day, and that's happening to these days, folks. We've got so many people today, they don't have a clue what Remembrance Day is, is all about because the generation behind them never took the time to teach them. When we stop remembering the real meaning of Remembrance Day and the millions of people who gave their lives for our freedom, what'll happen? I'll tell you what'll happen. The spread of tyranny. History will repeat itself. The younger generation will stop showing respect to the older generation who fought for their freedom. And they will soon set themselves up to be wooed by yet another tyrannical leader. That is what happens. History repeats itself. When we stop remembering Mother's Day and Father's Day, the younger generation will kill off the blessings of God who promised to bless us if we honor our parents. The world has already forgotten the meaning of Christmas and Easter. You know that's true. Now, sadly, we have churches today who used to hold fast to the old faith, and uh, they've drifted. That anchor is gone. They no longer remember the good old hymn book and the famous hymns that sparked revivals and called men to the mission field and, listen, even got us through two world wars. They've forgotten all that. And they, they, instead, they go for upbeat modern choruses and they project them up on their, their big screens and wave their arms. And instead of song leaders, they have worship bands. And instead of pianos and organs, they have guitars and drums and electronic synthesizers. And that's what's happening today. That's sad. But when the anchors are cut or forgotten, the ship drifts dangerously close to the shores. Sadly, many of these churches no longer remember the King James Bible that started, listen to this, the King James Bible that started more churches, launched more missionaries, sparked more revivals than any other Bible ever printed. The King James Bible. Instead, they go for new modern versions that water down biblical standards and some of them even cast doubt upon the very deity of Jesus Christ. Oh, Grace Baptist Church, may we never cut anchor. May we never drift. May we always stay where we ought to be. May we never forget the anchor of truth and the biblical standards and the music that God has blessed us with. We're hoping the Lord Jesus comes back any day now and take us all home to heaven. But it may not happen for another 20 years. In those 20 years, many of us will be gone. A new generation will take over. And let's pray and work, do everything in our power to make sure the next generation keeps things going the way they should. Now, dear people of Grace Baptist Church, can I gently ask you today if you are remembering everything you're supposed to remember as a Christian? As your pastor, I love you, I pray for you, I'm concerned about your spiritual welfare and your standing with the Lord. Can I ask you, are you remembering God's church by attending all of the services faithfully? Or are some of the church services forgotten? You see what I'm, I'm saying here? This is Remembrance Day. 
are you remembering? Are you remembering to tithe your income to support God's church? Are you remembering God in the communion service? Did you know that's a command? It's not an option. Are you making sure you're always here for it? Are you remembering to serve God in some ministry at the church? Are you remembering to read your Bible every day and to pray every day? And pray for me too. I need your prayers. Are you remembering the Great Commission and are you involved helping to support Faith Promise Missions? Are you remembering to learn how to be a witness for Jesus Christ? Are you remembering these important things or is the devil trying to make you forget some of these things? Let me quickly tell you a story about a man who experienced something and he never forgot. The man's name was Eddie Rickenbacker. When Eddie was a young man, he became a Christian and he got involved in the First World War and he flew airplanes. Many years later, during the Second World War, in October, in fact, 1942, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was on a mission in a B-17 bomber to deliver a very important message to General Douglas MacArthur in Papua New Guinea. As they were in flight, somewhere over the South Pacific, the Flying Fortress bomber became lost and disoriented beyond the reach of radio. The fuel ran dangerously low, and finally the pilot, co-pilot, and the men of the plane, they all decided it's best to ditch the plane in the ocean. Uh, however, they were near enemy waters. They had life rafts, and for almost a month, Captain Eddie and his companions would fight the sea water. They would fight the weather. They would fight scorching sun. They spent many sleepless nights recoiling as giant sharks rammed into the rafts. The largest raft was nine foot by five foot. The biggest shark was over 10 feet long. But all of their enemies at sea, the very worst one was starvation. Eight days out, their rations were gone. It would take a miracle to sustain them. And God, who doesn't forget his children, remember Eddie Rickenbacker was saved, a Christian man. God doesn't forget his children, and God sent the miracle they needed. Captain Eddie wrote all of this in his biography, and in his own words, here's what he wrote. The B-17 pilot, Captain William Cherry, read the service that afternoon and finished with a prayer for deliverance and a hymn of praise. There was some talk, but it all tapered off in the oppressive heat. With my hat pulled down over my eyes to keep out some of the glare of the sun, I dozed off to sleep. Then something landed on my head. I knew it was a seagull. I don't know how I knew, I just knew. Everyone else knew it too. No one said a word, but peering out from under my hat brim without moving my head, I could see the expression on their faces. They were staring at that seagull. That seagull meant food, if I could catch it. And the rest, they say, is history. Captain Eddie caught the seagull. Its flesh was eaten. Its intestines were used for bait to catch fish. The survivors were sustained and their hopes renewed because a lone seagull, uncharacteristically hundreds of miles from land, offered itself as a sacrifice. 
Now the story says that the men in the raft, life raft became Christians as a result of this experience. <clears throat> the story also says that Captain Eddie never forgot how that seagull sacrificed its life and that in gratitude till the day he died, Captain Eddie would visit a lonely section of the eastern Florida seaboard on the seacoast every Friday night, walking slowly with a large bucket filled with shrimp. The seagulls would flock to old Captain Eddie and he would feed them from his bucket to remember that one seagull, which on a day long ago gave itself without a struggle so that the others could live. I read that story and I got thinking, if that seagull had given its life for me, if that seagull had given its life for you, would you ever forget? Did you know that 2 Peter 1.9 actually says that there are some Christians who forget what Jesus did for them? You're here today, you're born again, you're a Christian, you're a member of the family of God. Have you forgotten his sacrifice on the cross for you? That's what the communion service pictures. That's why we're commanded to park our feet under the table of the Lord. In this church, we celebrate the table of the Lord once a month. With God, every day is Remembrance Day. But what about us? Are we remembering Him in all the important things that we're supposed to? Are we remembering His church by attending the church services faithfully? Are we remembering to tithe our incomes to support His church and ministries? Are we remembering Him in the communion service to be here? Are we remembering to serve Him in some ministry here at this church? Are we remembering to read our Bibles every day and to pray? Are we remembering the Great Commission and getting involved with faith promise and supporting missionaries? Are we remembering to be a witness for Jesus Christ and learning how to be a witness maybe by attending Soul Winners University? You know, it's wonderful to know that God will never forget you. He will never, ever forget us. He doesn't forget what we're going through either. If you're going through some troublous times, He knows all about it. And so, on this Remembrance Day... Remembrance Day 2018, today, today. I wonder if you will do your part and remember God in the important things that you're supposed to. And I'm wondering if you would come forward on our invitation and make a new commitment to God to remember Him in these things. Because if you're any halfway human, you have a tendency to forget. And I'm wondering if you would make today a, a day to remember. Make it a commitment day for you. Remembrance Day 2018. To come and the best you know how. Recommit yourself to remembering these important things. Well, let's stand to our feet for a word of prayer together, shall we? My, we have much to be thankful for. Let's bow our heads, please, and close our eyes.